Welcome to episode five of the Inside Nutley podcast. I'm your host, Tom Greco, and I'm pleased to be joined by Nutley Commissioner of Public Affairs and Health, John V. Kelly III. Welcome, Commissioner. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Tom. I really appreciate being here and having the opportunity to talk to everyone and tell the town a little bit about what we've been doing here the past couple of years at the Public Affairs and Health Department. Excellent. Commissioner, we'd like to start off by having you tell our viewers and listeners who may not be familiar with you a little bit about yourself. Uh, yeah, so a little bit about myself. I was uh, born and raised in Nutley. I went to uh, Georgia Tech. Uh, studied, originally studied engineering, ended up getting involved in computer science. I uh, pursued a career in video game development. So I was a video game designer and programmer for a while. Uh, went, and then I decided to have a career change and ended up going to Seton Hall Law School right here in Newark. Uh, continued to live and work in Nutley at that time and then uh, became a lawyer and uh, here I am. That's quite a jump from video game programmer to lawyer. Yeah, in some ways it is, in some ways it isn't because uh, the law requires a lot of logical thinking and programming video games requires logical thinking. So kind of different ends of the spectrum all kind of meeting at the same point in terms of just logic, I guess. What are some of your favorite memories from growing up in Nutley? Oh, there's, I mean, there's too many. So to say uh, I have a favorite. Uh, so I guess both my grandparents or both sets of my grandparents lived in Nutley. And so I guess one of the, one of the favorite memories is uh, going to Sunday dinner at both of them. So we had to go one to the other. And so it was always uh, just fun spending time with family. I had a, I have five sisters, and so uh, we we grew up uh, in Nelly. Uh, we lived just above uh, Kingsland Park, and so we'd go go to the the uh, the rec program in the summer. Also, uh, when I was a toddler, my parents would take me to the library for story time, and called it library school. So I have a, a lot of good memories. Uh, I was also a lot of good people in Nutley, and so that they really help uh, make those memories even better. When and why did you decide to run for public office? Um, so, uh, as some some people may or may not know, my grandfather was uh, was involved in uh, in politics. Uh, he was the president of the Nutley Savings and Loan, and then ended up getting involved in politics later in life. He was a nine term assemblyman. He also served as commissioner and mayor of Nutley at one point. Uh, but at that time, I was I was never really interested in politics. It wasn't I never really got the uh, the bug, so to speak. Uh, it wasn't until my senior year of college, uh, which was I was graduated college in two thousand seven. I took a class uh, called Political Thoughts and Ideologies, and we read all the political philosophers from uh, uh, Karl Marx, Milton Friedman, uh, all the all the big names you would think of. And that really got me interested in, in political thinking and things, how, how the world kind of, uh, I guess, turns on politics and all the different elements and thought processes and theories that goes into it. And then at the same time, it was kind of like a perfect storm. That was also when the 2008 presidential election was just gearing up and they had uh, the Democratic primary presidential debates and the Republican primary presidential debates. And so I was really able to see the those thought processes and theories play out kind of in front of me in terms of the debates that, that we're having. And then I kind of like thought that, you know, 
I can do this too. And I, I wanted to get involved and be able to, to kind of give back to my community. Cause I was always a firm believer that you have to uh, leave this world, making your community, your little part of your world, just a little bit better uh, for you having lived in it than when, when you got there. So uh, I thought that it was something that, you know, I, I could do, I can definitely try and make you know, the world a little bit better. And I thought through politics, it would have been a uh, great opportunity. There's plenty of things that need to be addressed, different issues that need to be addressed, different things that can go on and and uh, really make things, make people's lives better. And that's what I want to do. And that's why I ran. Uh, I wasn't successful my first time. I ran for county freeholder. It's now county commissioner uh, in 2014. Uh, had had some, a lot, had a lot of support, had a good showing. I ran for commissioner then in 2016. Uh, but if you recall, there wasn't any open seats. Uh, my, my point in running then wasn't necessarily to try and run against any particular commissioner. I had no issues with any of the sitting commissioners at the time. It was just to kind of offer my thoughts. And, and if I didn't get elected, maybe some of my thoughts and ideas would have got out there. And the, commi the commissioners who did get elected could have used them. And ultimately, I think that's what did happen. And then in uh, 2020, uh, we had there was a uh, vacancy on the board of commissioners, and I decided to throw my hat in the ring again, and uh, I was ultimately successful in that that turnaround. As you said, your grandfather is is really a local legend in Nutley politics. How did his influence? How, how does his influence affect your your kind of what, what you're trying to do as a commissioner? Uh, that's a good question. It, his influence, obviously, I, I know the legend and I also know the person and I, I know the shoes that I have to fill. And so I, I, tr I guess I try and toe a line between kind of living up to the legacy that he left behind for me, but also kind of trying to cut and blaze my own path and stand on my own, own two feet as well. So uh, I'm trying to kind of, uh, you know, pick up where he left off and kind of then also kind of blaze my own path into the future. The title Department of Public Affairs and Health barely touches on the many aspects of the department. Can you explain some of the services offered that residents may or may not be aware of? Right, so our, our official name is the, uh, is the Department of Public Affairs, but uh, one of the things I wanted to kind of impress upon the, the community here, especially during the pandemic, is that the public affairs under the umbrella of the public affairs is the health department, and I, I felt that it was important to get that message out there. And so I kind of spearheaded an effort, you know, that we're gonna rebrand ourselves as the public affairs and health department, uh, just because during the pandemic, the, the health department uh, had a lot of spotlights on it and it was definitely the focus. And I didn't want people to be confused as to where to go in terms of if they needed resources or anything, uh, figure, trying to figure out which of the five departments has the health department. And so emphasizing the public affairs and health department. Uh, but beyond just public affairs and health, we, we have a variety of issues or a variety of departments, I should say, all fall under this umbrella. It's almost like a, a land of misfit toys of wherever you would think uh, if someone doesn't fit squarely into the parks department or DPW or finance, it's probably here in the public affairs department. Uh, and one, one, one of the things that I'm, I'm very proud of is uh, shortly after I, I got elected, one of the things that we did was we created a uh, cultural inclusion and diversity council, 
the the racial unrest uh, was a big issue back in 2020. It's still a big issue, and, and just to, to make sure that every citizen or every person who calls Natalie home uh, feels welcome and included in the community, I think it is a is a big effort. Uh, it's done a lot so far. It still has a lot to do. Uh, one and one of the reasons for creating that was uh, um, I'm in the New Jersey Army National Guard. Uh, shortly before I was elected, I was deployed in 2019. And so I was part of the active army and the active army made it a point to recognize all the different cultures, all the different celebrations that make up America and that make America so great and make up make the diversity of the army so great. So there, were, there was Asian and Pacific Islander Heritage Month, uh, the Holocaust Remembrance, there was uh, Black History Month, uh, Every, every, every time there was an observance, the army made sure to observe it and do it in a dignified way and kind of bring, raise awareness and also education to, to people who might not have been exposed to those kinds of cultures. I thought that was something that I could bring here to, the, to Nutley and kind of do a kind of a dual purpose, both education and inclusion and kind of uh, make Nutley, I mean, Nutley is a wholesome, welcome community, but it's all, it, I, there's always improvements that could be made. And so this was one area I thought we could make Nutley even greater in. And, and so I'm, uh, it's another uh, department uh, that I'm proud that, that we have under our umbrella. Another one uh, is the Nutley Military and Veterans Affairs Bureau. Uh, that is a great asset to this department, great asset to the town and great asset to all, great asset to all the residents of, of the, uh, the town. Well, what they do in that department, they get thousands and thousands of dollars in benefits to veterans who were who might have thought they might not have been entitled to benefits uh who couldn't get the benefits previously these are experts who know how to navigate that the systems and get the veterans the either the benefits they need or the, the help that they need we also have uh on staff through northwest essex a, a mental health counselor who specializes in counseling veterans particularly those suffering uh, from PTSD. Uh, November, November 11th is Veterans Day, and it's important to note that on average, every day there's 22 veterans who take their own life suffering from PTSD and the other invisible wounds of war. And so uh, I think it's uh, it's appropriate that, you know, we're on the, the eve of November, and we're on, coming up on Veterans Day that, we, you know, we, 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 got, we pay attention to that. And the Veterans Affairs Bureau, uh, we're putting together a, a veterans, not only Veterans Day Ruck March. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar with a Ruck March, it's uh, it's a military exercise. Because whether you're a soldier, Marine, uh, the fight always doesn't come to you. You got to go to the fights. So you got to pack all your gear, pack everything, throw it in a backpack, and, and go to go to your objective. And so you train marching with all your gear, which can be uh, a lot of weight and of big excruciating exercise for the soldier and so uh we're, we're going to do a uh a light memorial or, or not memorial but light ruck march through uh memorial park uh through the veterans memorial parkway there uh and the suggested weight for the rucksack is 22 pounds uh symbolic of the 22 veterans who take their own life every day uh alternatively uh we're partnering with the nutley family service bureau uh, if you if you don't want to do 22 pounds, we, we're suggesting 22 canned goods to stock the the coffers of the food pantry over there to give back to to those less fortunate, and also call attention to the the 
the 22 veterans who, who are, are struggling with mental health issues. And of course, we recognize that there are people who may be suffering from injuries or wounds. They're not able to even support even 22 pounds. Uh, no way is acceptable. There are also those uh, uh, overachievers who may want to increase the weight. They're more than welcome to. 22 is just suggested. Any weight and no weight uh, is is more than welcome as well. This is this is just. There's no winner or loser in this event. It's just to kind of show solidarity and and raise awareness. That's that's a fantastic event. Uh, I think that's that's something great for the town and for our veterans, uh, especially who aren't aware of it. That's that's part of the reason we do something like this. We got we got the Consumer Affairs Bureau here. We got we got the uh, uh, the health inspectors who are if if there's an issue with a restaurant or something, they'll go out and inspect. They also make do annual inspections. We also got the uh, the treasure chest and adopt a family. Uh, which is coming up as well uh, in December. Uh, we, we, we get involvement from the community to, to know, part, either partner with us and kind of adopt a family and, and go holiday shopping for them or, or uh, you know, we'll give us the gift cards and we'll get them to the people who need, who need them. Uh, so that way everyone can have a very merry uh, holiday. Uh, we, we're also partnering with Nelly Family Service Bureau because mental health is a, is a big, important issue, uh, not only to me, especially in the veterans community, but also here in town. One of the things that we did on the Board of Commissioners is we, we designated Nutley a stigma-free town. Uh, some, you, some people may have seen those signs go up within the last past, past year. They're in front of almost all of our town buildings and on most of the major intersections coming into town. So you can't miss it. Nutley is a stigma-free town. We want to remove that stigma associated with mental health encourage people to go out and if they're suffering from mental health get the help that they need because there is no stigma attached to it it's just like any other illness uh, you go to the doctor get your medicine if you're suffering from mental health issues go go seek help seek treatment and we'll, we'll all be better for it uh, and so with that we're going to partner with uh, Nelly Family Service Bureau coming up in the next year we're going to have different panels on different types of mental health, whether it's depression, anxiety, body shaming, body positive image, uh, uh, PTSD. Uh, we're going to we're going to try and have panels for whether whether you're suffering from uh, any of those issues or you know someone. So it's it just because we you go to the event doesn't necessarily mean that you are dealing with that issue. You may know someone who's dealing with that issue, and we want to be cognizant that even if you are there dealing with that issue, you're, you're not going to be uh, stigmatized in any sort of, of way. If you're there for the help uh, or, or learning about how to get help, we want to encourage you to get that help. Uh, and, and with that, we're also going to be standing up a new bureau under the uh, Nelly Public Affairs umbrella. And uh, that's our Addiction Recovery Resource Center, uh, because addiction is a very prominent issue not only in this community, but throughout the entire country. And we wanna make sure that we are making all available resources available to our residents. So that if they are suffering from addiction or know someone who's suffering from addiction, we can get them the help that they need. Uh, they can come here and, and talk to us and we'll have the, the information available for them so they can make the most informed decisions. And hopefully maybe we can actually have counselors on hand if, if needed. Uh, we're, we're starting small, hopefully grow it to something much larger. That's fantastic. What's the best way for, for people who 
want to be a part of these initiatives or who need these, you know, these initiatives to get involved? Uh, either going to our website, we are also getting involved in social media, uh, Nelly DPA on Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, or just pick up the phone the old fashioned way or come to some of the events. Uh, and I haven't even touched on a lot. There's still a lot of other initiatives that are done right out of this office. Like I said, it's the umbrella of everything else. We got the community blood drives, which are done almost every other month. And then we got uh, the clinics. We got the COVID vaccination clinics, which are constantly ongoing, especially if you need a boost or, or if you still haven't gotten the shot yet, they're available for you. Uh, flu clinics, uh, vaccinations for younger children. Uh, this is a, almost a full stop medical office. I don't, I don't personally think enough people are aware or take advantage of these services. Right. No, I, I agree with you. I, I don't think people are, are aware enough or, or know how to take advantage of it. And that's, that's one of the issues that uh, I've been trying to navigate with, with the public affairs department is here is how do we get that message out? How do we get that information out? Uh, we, we've taken a number of different approaches through social media, town email blasts, uh, advertising. Uh, we, we were able to get a grant for the sign that's right out here and out in front of our, our, the Nutley Public Affairs and Health Department, uh, advertising some of the services that we provide. So if you're driving by or walking by, you can see what we're, we're uh, producing on the sign. Uh, so we're trying multiple different avenues. And sometimes we're even going to these sources themselves that might need them. Uh, we partner closely with the senior buildings in town. Uh, so if there's resources or services they need, we'll try and get that to them. Uh, also, uh, if, if there's someone in need in a home, we'll try and get them something that, that they may need. Uh, so we try and go to the source as well if we're aware of it. But uh, we only know what we know. We don't know what we don't know. And so uh, we, we're trying to make it a more collaborative process between the department and the community by sharing what we have and also learning what the, the community needs because it's an ongoing process. There's things develop. Uh, sometimes uh, some of the things that were needed in the were needed in the past aren't necessarily needed in the in the future. And sometimes it, there's a give and take and balancing approach that goes on. And so it's it's a constant realignment, constant readjustment, and and really uh, taking the pulse of the community. I think, uh, you know, you, you being a new voice with new ideas is something that the town is very much in need of. How did and did your, your military service play into this at all? I had a lot of great leaders, a lot of great mentors in the military, and I saw some really great leadership and, and learned what that was. Uh, and learned how to be a great leader and also a great mentor. And I kind of, I, I hope that I'm bringing that, that perspective in not only to the, the department, but to the, the town and community as well, and how to get that, your voice and your intent out there without being too overbearing or not, or underbearing. So it's, it's also, that's also striking the right balance. And, and, and uh, everyone has different personalities and especially, especially in the military, uh, it, it's it's very unique because you could have someone in the, in the room working a problem who's 17 years old, fresh out of high school, and someone who's 65 years old, uh, who may be four generations removed, and that kind of communication is almost like they're speaking different languages, uh, let alone the, the different racial and gender uh, uh, panoramas 
that that exists but you know, just the age gap is 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 something unique so you're you're learning how to communicate with different people from different backgrounds with different perspectives and you're able to kind of work together to achieve a shared goal and so i think bringing that to civilian life is important it, it stressing teamwork and working together and try and bring about a shared vision for this community and how it can be improved and grow. You're still on active duty, correct? No, I'm not on active duty. I'm a member of the New Jersey Army National Guard. So it's, it's like the reserves. Uh, you might have heard the, the jingle one week in a month, two weeks a year. Uh, although it's, it's not exactly that anymore, but uh, it, it's, uh, that, that's the simplest way to describe it. That's that's an amazing thing uh, to have that kind of devotion and discipline. It's it's very unusual uh, these days to see someone with that kind of commitment. Yeah, some sometimes the the two conflict with the the township uh, commissioner position and the military. Sometimes I have to get pulled out. Uh, like I, when I had to do my uh, two weeks of training, I, I was I had to miss a commissioner meeting. Uh, but uh, the way I see it is. Um, serving the community one way or the other. Uh, it just depends on what hat and what suit I'm wearing. You're relatively, well, you are new to the, the, the commissioners, but um, it seems like when, if, if you spend any time there uh, over a, you know, a long period of time, you seem to become a target. Are, are you ready for that? Uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think anyone gets involved with politics without being ready to be a target. I've, I've always had a thick skin. Uh, I grew up with five sisters. So, you know, siblings can be, uh, they can really go at each other, but you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's all for the betterment of the community. And so whether, you know, someone wants to have a target on my back, I'm happy to answer for it, everything I do. And, and I've never really been concerned about that because whether I serve one term or, or 10 terms, uh, at the end of the day, it's, I've always been about, I'm, I'm not concerned about getting reelected. I'm concerned about the job that I do and the legacy that I leave behind. As one of five commissioners, what do you think are some of the town's biggest issues? Uh, well, I think the, the biggest issues facing the commissioners are something that's no secret to anyone is, uh, the on three, uh, redevelopment, the Ciccolini redevelopment, uh, the diamond Springs redevelopment. Those are the biggest issues. And if they're not done right, they could uh, hurt the town more than help the town. And so uh, I think uh, we have a good team in place with the current uh, board of commissioners working these issues. We're, we have a great team of experts who are also working the issues, advising us on how to put our best foot forward. And I think ultimately when, when those projects are completed, uh, the town's going to be in a significantly better place. Are you happy with what's gone on prior to your serving and what's gone since you served? Uh, so uh, with, with on three, uh, there, there's been uh, some impasse with the negotiations between the developer and the, uh, and the township. Uh, as there's been a couple of legal lawsuits filed by both sides. Uh, so I'm not happy with that, that current state. I think it could be better. Uh, but I think that the commissioners are doing everything possible to to work with the developer it's just has not been uh uh it just hasn't it just hasn't been manifested on the other side uh so but we're we're constantly working the issue we're optimistic that uh we'll get some things to turn around and we'll be able to work 
through through the through the issues with 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 without any further issue. Uh, the Ciccolini, uh, I'm very impressed with the the, the status uh, or the the what's happening there. But the redevelopment plan should be uh, it, it, it's imminent. It's going to be coming uh, in terms of uh, what what could potentially go there. It's not a site plan or anything like that. It's just uh, this is what we're going to zone the area for uh, and how and, and th that'll dictate how any potential developer who wants to redevelop it can utilize that area. And so uh, I think that would put us it would put that part of Franklin Avenue on a great course for not only redevelopment, but revitalization. Uh, kind of bringing back uh, the Franklin Avenue that we all knew and learned learned to love back in the day. Whether you were going to Plaza Buttery, the Franklin Men's Shop, uh, some of the restaurants on on the avenue, uh, I think it's it, it's a step towards getting back to some of the the, the nostalgia there on, on Franklin Avenue. So basically, moving forward, but with a tinge of of nostalgia in it. It's, I think that right would be happy with. Right. right, exactly. Uh, and, and then the, the Diamond Springs, that, that recently, uh, the redevelopment plan recently was adopted. Uh, that, that came out of a, an issue with the zoning issue going back towards 2007, 2008. Uh, the, the commissioners were very keen on trying to preserve the residential nature of that community. Uh, and so there was a, the, the, the uh, area was was zoned uh, or rezoned. Uh, the owner challenged it, and that kind of litigation then ensued for over a decade, uh, or almost a decade. I forget what the exact uh, time frame was, but I kind of got onto the board in the middle of that. And uh, if we were to lose the litigation, there was significant risk that there would be almost no setbacks, a no uh, deed restrictions. So any size apartment could go in there any uh, amount of people and so that could create crowding issues in the schools which are already uh, bursting at the seams uh, it obviously could create potential valuation issues with all the the neighbors who uh, expected something much different to be there when they bought the properties and so we were able to reach a, a compromise with the developer to to make the deed restricted to the property to age 55 and older with only two market rate units. And then uh, also increasing the setback off the property lines of the, the neighbors. That way it, it maintains a more residential feel. And uh, ultimately, obviously our goal was to try and make sure that, you know, maybe single families go there, but ultimately based on the risk and, and the, the, uh, the uncertainty involved in litigation, uh, we were able to make it a deal that I think is, uh, you know, you walk away from any sort of settlement. You don't always get exactly what you want, but you walk away knowing that the alternative would have been much worse. And this this was a a good alternative for what could have been there. How do you see Nutley moving forward in the next five to 10 years? Uh, hopefully, I would like to see, you know, uh, Ciccolini property coming online. I'd like to see on three coming online. And, and like I said, I, I hope to, you know, harken back to some of the, the, the nostalgia from, from Nutley back in the, the 70s, 80s, 90s, but also kind of bring Nutley into that 21st century uh, kind of uh, 
bringing it up to speed with some, some, I guess, for lack of a better word, peer communities, uh, being a place that our young people want to stay or want to come to. Uh, we're competing with places like Hoboken and Jersey City. Uh, I ultimately would want those people who are, who are some, somewhat in my age demographic to come back and want to and want to live in Nutley. Uh, and ultimately, you know, if you're able to get people like that in early, they love the community, they fall in love with the community, want to stay here, and they want to invest in the community. And, and that just, it's a, it's a cycle. It just keeps making the community better and better and better. And so I, I'm hopeful that that's where we'll be in the next five to 10 years with people wanting to come to Nutley, wanting to put their roots here and wanting to invest in the community and make it even better. Uh, and that, that's perfect. That's, that's why I got involved in politics in the first place is I wanted to make this community better and I wanna attract people who wanna make it better. I know you mentioned the diversity council, but after almost three years as a commissioner, what are some of the other accomplishments you are most proud of? Uh, like I said earlier, oh, I think mental health is an important uh, is an important aspect to any conversation with health, and so I think uh, our emphasis on putting mental health forward it is a, is an accomplishment I'm proud of. Uh, raising awareness to 22 veterans a day who take their own life, I think, is another important aspect. Uh, I, I'm also proud of, uh, you know, we're going to be standing up an addiction resource recovery uh, center. Uh, I'm, I'm proud of that. I'm proud of the, the partnership that we've been cultivating next door with Nutley Family Service Bureau, uh, operating the food pantry. There's a lot of overlap between what we do here and some of, some of the, the providing uh, assistance to some people who may have gaps in their employment or, or not able to pay all their bills or, or may not even be able to, you know, uh, have a holiday meal. Uh, there's a lot of gaps, between, there's a lot of cross-pollination between what we do here at the Public Affairs and Health Department and what they do over there. And so finding the partnership there uh, is, or strengthening the partnership there is, has been uh, a, a great success. Another thing, uh, that, I, I, that is an issue that's been kind of close to me and that I've been pushing is uh, being walking more, getting out and exercising more. Uh, so I, I've, uh, I've put out a lot of different initiatives to try and get the community to walk more, encourage people to walk to restaurants instead of driving to them, walk to the park instead of driving to the park. Uh, we partner with the senior buildings uh, to go out and do a couple laps around the park. We'll, I'll go out over there and I'll, I'll do a walk with them and, and talk to them, see what, see what issues they're facing, see how we can better serve them, also while simultaneously walking them. And, and one of the big reasons for that is whenever you hear someone who passes away who's like their late 90s, early 100s, more often than not, Someone's gonna will say like, oh yeah, they work. Well, they walked everywhere till the day they died. They were walking to Shoprite to get their groceries, and so I think one of the key to longevity and a long life is, you know, getting up off your feet and actually and moving and walking and running. Uh, I've also tried to in initiate uh, different uh, running type events. So we we recently had the Spooky Sprint in uh, in Kingsland Park. Uh, and we partnered with the Kingsland Manor uh, to talk about their history and their history in the town and some of the ghost stories that have come out of the Kingsland Manor, but also 
you know, do a couple laps through the park, costumes encouraged. It's a fun way to celebrate the holidays. Uh, we could, we, we haven't had a, a in-person one yet, but uh, one of the things that we're looking to do in March is uh, it's called the Pi K, uh, 3.14 miles on March 14th, Pi Day 3.14. Uh, so, but we, we've, we've provided suggested routes uh, for people to walk or run 3.14 miles in honor of Pi Day. So also kind of bringing that, that STEM focus into the, the, the limelight, so to speak. Uh, with science and technology, we're trying to partner with the uh, the high school on certain uh, STEM projects and get them involved in, in Pi Day as well. And so, kind of uh, have a fun way to celebrate and also fun way to stay in shape and stay healthy. One of my predecessors was uh, Mayor Cacciola, Joanne Cacciola, who's now Judge Cacciola. Uh, she had a lot of initiatives, especially for women's initiatives. Uh, being from a family with five sisters, uh, bringing back a lot of those women's initiatives, women, especially during Women's History Month in March, we had a, a couple of women's panels with some women business leaders in the community uh, and trying to show young girls that, you know, the sky's the limit. Uh, and I'm always, always impressed by some of the, the literal glass ceilings that some, so many women had to come, overcome and break through to get to where they are today and, and uh, to a, to a certain extent, the the girls that are in our uh, schools now, they don't have to try as hard, partly because it was paid, the, the way was paved them by some of these these women trailblazers and, and their stories are inspiring. And I want to I want to get that message to our young people to inspire them to continue to, to dream as big as they can dream. Commissioner, thank you for your time. We appreciate it. The town appreciates you and we hope to see you soon. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Um, I love the opportunity to talk more about all the great things that we're doing here at the, the Nutley Public Affairs and Health Department. And uh, I, I have to say this, that I can't have, I wouldn't have been able to do anything without the, the great staff and support that I have here. Uh, they're, they're the real uh, worker bees behind the scenes and they, they get everything done. And so uh, I'm so grateful to be a part of this department and have the staff that I have under me. Thank you. Thank you.